I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Alice McCarthy back with Wrestling Daily once again. Here we are for a Wednesday night special. And my man, SP3, is by my side. Sir, how are you doing? It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. SP3 on Wrestling Daily. And for the first time in 2021, I am back with my my brother from my Irish mother, the one the only (laughs) Alex McCarthy. Yeah, you're not wrong. Where is it? I can't even. I can get it on screen. Uh, I can't even twist my arm the right way. There it is. The Irish, the Irish heritage in full flow. Uh, great to see you again, my man. Uh, work and circumstances have conspired to work against us. You've been spending time with Louis Dangle, much to my jealous heart's contempt. Um, but we're back, and I'm sure you're going to wipe the floor with me again in some kind of debate later on um we must say before we get going here thank you so much guys for the ones that made the trip over to the other stream that's on wrestling daily our new channel our new home you can still catch us here on wrestle 2 for the rest of this week but as you will have seen yesterday if you were on the stream we are making the move so please hop on over and uh by the end of the show today we will do a nice little 10-minute Q&A to myself, SB3. Ask us anything you like. No money, no gigs. Just ask us the real stuff. Uh, until then, though, if you want something guaranteed to be read out on the show, you know what to do. Send in your messages and questions at wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2. Once you do that, our lovely mods will get over the goods to us, and we will read it out, debate it, talk about it, whatever you want. Sure, money. Whatever you want, we'll do it on the show. No problem about that at all. Um, so, man, SB3, talk to me. How uh, how has your January been in uh, New York? I mean, we're locked down over here. What's stuff like your end? Um, it is cold out here in New York. Um, the numbers are still pretty high here. So I try to try to make my trips outside less frequent I, I did a whole trip today i didn't take any buses trains walked about 20 minutes to the post office 
20 minutes back and I realize I am out of a lot of exercise and I need to do that more often. So my January has been kind of the same for 2020, but we've had plenty of great wrestling to enjoy. I, I in the words of you, great philosopher, I waxed lyrically about uh, Wrestle Kingdom two-night event the first week of January. Of course, there was also uh, New Year Smash from AEW. Uh, WWE has some good stuff as well. NXT, SmackDown. Don't get me started on Raw in 2021. You guys did enough of that yesterday. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back here with you to talk about wrestling in the new year, sir. I mean, so what you're trying to tell me is one trip to the post office and you're blown up like Big Show in 2000. Pretty much, yeah. Like Yoko, like Yokozuna in 1996. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. I like I needed walking to the post office. I had to take like a break on the bench and make it seem like I'm just looking at text messages. No, I'm like my back is out. I'm winded. Like, like... <laughs> you're like, no, no, tag me out. Uh, yeah, man. Listen, I I did uh, in Abu Dhabi where I was for work. Uh, so they had a gym at the bottom of the hotel that we could all use. You had to like book a slot and all that good stuff. Uh, I went every day, but two, and I was out there for 16 days. I think around five, five K every time I went. So I'm not even going to do the maths right now, but it was a lot. Right. And um, I literally, the first one I did was like over 25 minutes. And then the more I did them, you know, the sharper you feel. And also I couldn't eat chocolate out there. They didn't have a shop for chocolate. So like, I was on like an unintentional detox. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was just like, oh well, yeah, I guess I'm I guess I'm cleaning up. And then um by the by the end, so I broke 22 minutes. That was like my first goal because I kept kind of missing it. I broke 22 minutes at the end of the first week. And then I was like, right, I want 20 minutes because that's that's hard stuff. 20 yeah. a sub sub 25k. And uh I did I didn't do it. I got to uh I think I did 20 minutes and like 15 or 12 seconds something like that like like it was it was it was heartbreaking it was that close like because oh, it, it, it just ah oh, man it was like it was like it was like 12 15 seconds in it i was gutted but um now i've come back and it's locked down here with the snow is just cleared away and i'm like well i better get on the roads and run then and i hate that <laughs> so much i hate road running my ankles hate it so uh i'm thinking that uh my good work might be going to waste. And my missus was like, you know what we should eat tonight? <laughs> your your missus is plotting against you. you. I'm looking hey. at her. <laughs> she, she's like, she's like, you know, I was going to swear again. I always get in trouble when I do. But she's like, F, F your 5Ks. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. Anyway, I suppose people want to tune in to hear us talk about wrestling. So let's do that. Uh, let's start with, uh, I like doing this now, the titular news. Of course, we're talking about Trey Miguel. Now, this is a guy that we've seen the Rascals debut. Uh, now, they're not called the Rascals, uh, of course, uh, MSK. And they've got new names themselves as well. A lot of people were like, where's Trey Miguel? Well, apparently it wasn't through a lack of try in SB3. Yes, uh, apparently WWE and AEW both were going after uh, Mr. Miguel, but last night on Impact Wrestling, he was revealed as the mystery partner for uh, Impact World Champion Rich Swan, as well as Tommy Dreamer. 
and Will, Willie Mack against uh, Chris Bay, Moose, Ken Shamrock, and Sammy Callahan. He got a big victory, getting a pinfall victory in the main event over Sammy Callahan. So uh, I think that this may be a renewed push for him, especially if he's re-signed with Impact Wrestling, because I think a lot of the talk from around when the uh, contract negotiations was going on between the Rascals and Impact Wrestling, it would say that they didn't want to meet the price point of all three guys in Impact. So maybe just one of the guys, they were able to hit that price point and uh, say, you know, we value you a little bit more than Wes, than Wes and uh, Dez. So, I mean, that makes sense because he was the guy that was getting pushed the most out of the group. He got opportunities at the X Division Championship last uh, year at Hard to Kill against Ace Austin. He was in the world title matchup at Slammiversary, uh, the, the big one with uh, Eric Young and Rich Swan, where Eddie Edwards won. So he is the one that has seen the most focus from Impact Wrestling. So it makes sense that if he is re-signed with Impact, they gave him the number that they weren't willing to give to Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. So I think that it's a big coup for Impact Wrestling, signing a guy who is young. He's in his 20s, 24, 25 years old, and they can build him as the future of Impact Wrestling. And, you know, AEW has guys like MJF, Jungle Boy, uh, but Impact Wrestling doesn't really have those young stars where you can pinpoint and be like, those are the future. You have your Chris Bay, you have your Ace Austin, but you don't really have that baby face where you can be like, this guy is the future, like they have with Jungle Boy or Darby Allin in AEW. With Trey Miguel, that is that guy. And I do want to say that me and Louie were debating this. We had the chat debating this as well. When MSK debuted, before they debuted, we were trying to figure out what MSK stood for. And I, I believe it was one of these meme pages, maybe WWE memes or somebody like that, marijuana smoking kids. It's like, how did we not think of that? That's the perfect acronym for Dez and Weds or Wesley and Nash Carter. Yeah, I was about to say Wesley and Nash Carter. Um, mate, wait till wait till Vince calls him up and he's like, mm, MSK, huh? Um, what's, <laughs> it was like... Um, What's the story? Is it is uh Rob Van Dam? He had a tag team with I want to say Ray Mysterio. Have you heard this story before? I and, so. I, and, and I think they called themselves like 420 or whatever. And Vince was like, Well, what's that? And I think Rob Van Dam said, It's our shoe sizes combined. And Vince was like, All right, <laughs> Vince, okay, like that's all it took to get it past him. Uh, okay, so yeah, awesome. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, move. I mean, Trey Miguel, right? Like you said, apparently which we should touch on, AEW made a play as well. So that's quite the coup that Impact were able to make an attractive enough offer to keep him there. Yeah. I mean, it, that's what I said. Like, it, it kind of you can kind of see that they value him, that if they were able to give him a price that kind of was comparable to both WWE and AEW, doubt that it was comparable to, to WWE, but if it was comparable to, to AEW, then you got to give it to Impact Wrestling, and it shows that they have an investment in the future of that company. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think you're right. Like, I've said this for a while. I think Chris Bay is the guy. Like he is someone that he should be a cornerstone of impact for years to come. And, you know, you, you partner that up with Trey Miguel, Ace Austin and the other people that they've got there. They do have the foundations to, to do something really good. 
And this is an important part of that. You have to fight off those overtures that they're likely to get from the bigger companies, which is something that is inherently hard to do because at the end of the day, we've just seen WWE land another, yes, not the first, another billion dollar deal. It's not easy to contend with that. And, um, you know, okay, you know, I remember at one point people were like, you know, AJ Styles is like Mr. A, uh, Mr. M- uh, I want to call him Impact. They weren't that. TNA. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He was Mr. TNA, right? They were like, yeah, you know, he's loyal, whatever. But it does get a point in everyone's career where money does matter. And um, unfortunately, that is the stranglehold that WWE and AEW, to a degree, will have on their rivals. So I am actually pleased to see that he's betting himself, right? Let's see if, you know, maybe his value will go even higher by the time his contract's next up. I don't know. Impact might be in a different place. Let's see how it works out for him, man. I'm, I'm you know, I'm pleased with the guy. And he's in a different position from uh, Dez and Wes, or I'll, I'll just start calling him Wesley and uh, Nash Carter. Yeah. I, I like the Nash Carter, but the fact that Wesley, this was my Wesley, stepdad, that was that my dad's actual name, Wesley, not for real, Wesley, not Wesley, but Wesley. The 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 actual. Okay. The, okay. He's because Wes is a shorter version of Wesley, so you're telling me his name is Wesley Wesley Lee. Lee. Yep, sure. <laughs> So uh, that's, I'm never going to get over that, but uh, I just think that it, it's 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 great for Impact Wrestling. It really shows that they're they're building uh, to the future. But I, I just think that for him, he's in a different situation from Wes and Des because he has a, he's a trainer at a school at a at a wrestling school in in his uh, local area in the Midwest, and he he's doing music on the side. He has a song uh, about to come out with Rocky Romero, so he has outside ventures that wouldn't work well with the WWE contract right now. So I just I knew I kind of knew when this whole situation was going down that him going to WWE was going to be the hardest uh, stone for them to turn when it comes to the Rascals. I'm speaking to Rocky Romero. Um... I want to say tomorrow might be. Uh, anyway, that's there's a load of stuff coming up in my mind. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Uh, yeah, I won't give too much away on why or what's happening there, but I will keep you all posted. Uh, before we move forward, Carol once said, I had a rough morning, but it's getting better. News on my Twitter for those that follow me. Uh, I haven't seen it, Carol, but allow me to offer you this virtual hug. Bring it in right here. I uh, hope you feel better, Carol, and I hope you get time to enjoy the show. T. Wayne says, other than SB3, who is someone else that hasn't competed on Quizlemania that you'd like to see? Stop it. The first part of your question was all you needed. SB3, <laughs> the, the fact that us SB3 hasn't been on yet is ludicrous. I need that man on there as a Wrestling Daily representative. Um, I feel it's long overdue. I am going to be making a public and private plea to Adam Blompier um, to have my Wrestling Daily cohort be a part of the show. So keep posted on that one because um, Wrestling Daily does need to make amends. Louis has left us high and he has drug our, dragged our name through the mud is what that kid has done with his terrible Scott Steiner guesses and other things. <laughs> yeah. Steiner, Steiner math. He's doing Steiner math with his he guesses. Is. For Quizlemania, I thank all of you guys, especially you, Alex. I'm making my way there. Like the last, I think the second to last Quizlemania, I was mentioned on there thanks to CM Chris with his SP3 for Quizlemania. And then this past week, Adam Blompier uh, followed me on Twitter. So, 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 so we're getting there. We're we're working our way up the ladder. I, I, he he knows of 
SP3 in True Hill Heat. So we're working our way up there. I did not know that. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of progress to me, <laughs> young, young Adam, the sly fox that he is. All right. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, let's go. Uh, uh, do you know what? I, I have a good debate, I think. And by good debate, I always mean, I mean, I, I always seem to take the terrible end of the stick and I'm probably going to do the same. Um, I spoke to Charlotte Flair today. There's a device. There's a divisive name amongst many people, and uh, we were talking about creative. And uh, by the way, pst, I heard she doesn't like the Ric Flair Lacey angle. And um, yeah, who would have thunk it? <laughs> uh, apparently, that's a Bruce Prichard special. Again, who would have thunk it? Anyway, um, <laughs> what uh, I she what one thing that she said in the call because there was lots of other journalists. It was like a conference thing. And somebody asked her about Ronda Rousey. Now, I posted this comment on Twitter, and predictably, the flames have been burning. And Charlotte said, well, it's, it's very... F- Let me quantify what she said, because you, at the end of the day, she was asked a question. Let's not forget that. She didn't just randomly go, screw Ronda Rousey. Um, and they basically said, like, D- did the division need Ronda Rousey? Now, that's a very specific question, Let's let's remember that when Charlotte's being asked it, um, and Charlotte did, and in, in, to her credit, kind of go around the houses and do like you know Ronda Rousey's great, like you know she can bring a lot to the table. Do, uh, would she be great for the division? Absolutely. Do we need her? No. That was the quote. Okay. Now, again, you could you could make the argument no one is bigger than any division. You could make that argument if you really wanted to. Um, I do think that there are cornerstone players. I I saw a lot of comments that were like, oh, like, you know, Ronda Rousey over Charlotte. And I'm like, okay, I mean, that's a take. Um, there's, I mean, for the record, I liked Ronda Rousey, but I don't, I, I've seen, I, you see people go, you know, we wouldn't have got the main event at WrestleMania without Ronda Rousey. We wouldn't have got Evolution without Ronda Rousey. I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, I think she helped. And I'm not denying her star power or anything. But really, would we, could, would we have not got there were it not for Ronda Rousey? Do you see how it's different the way you word it? Mm-hmm. So, I think I've only teased this to you before, Alex, and teased this to the people watching. <laughs> but right. I am the president of the Ronda Rousey fan club. No, I have seen this. I yes. have called her <laughs> the Lord and Savior oh. of, of of not of not only professional wrestling, but she's like one of the greatest human beings in American history. Like, like, and, and, you know, I'm the American representative for for wrestling daily. <laughs> so I'm the expert on this. So I, I I've said this this ranking of. The greatest women in American history. Uh, there's Mother Teresa, uh, Maya <laughs> Angelou, <laughs> and, our Lord and, and our Lord and Savior, Rhonda Rousey. My, my, the love of my life, my girlfriend. She despises Rhonda Rousey because of my love for <laughs> Rhonda Rousey. I, have I can't believe, can't believe you didn't have Whitney Houston pre-Bobby Brown in that list. <laughs> she was an angel, SB3. Mother Teresa is not even American. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think of that. I was like, oh, probably. 
<laughs> Ronda Rousey is our Lord and Savior. Not only would we see, I'm going to make the correct wording here. Mm-hmm. Not only would we have not had the WrestleMania main event when we got it without mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Not only would we have not gotten the first ever all women's pay per view without Ronda Rousey at the time that we got it. Yeah, right. Five years ago, when WWE decided, you know what? Women make good athletes. You know who was the reason that they said that? And I have this McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, uh, all on record saying this without Ronda Rousey and her impact on the MMA uh, profession, the business, the industry, the sport. We would have not started the woman's revolution, the woman's evolution. Uh, w- when I, it, I, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying here, but doesn't that sound doesn't that sound mental to say out loud? Like <laughs> like th- that that you couldn't actually see how talented all these women were. You know what I mean? And they were just like, oh, what well, what women are good? Like, do you know what I mean? That sounds like, oh, look at that, look at that, look at Ronda Rousey kicking ass in UFC. Damn, I mean, maybe these women can wrestle. Like, like this is so mad to think about. Maybe we don't call them divas. We call them superstars. <laughs> you know what? Take the bikinis off. Let these women wrestle. God damn it. Look at what Ronda Rousey's doing. Like, uh, do you know what's mad as well? And um, I, honestly, I don't really disagree with anything that you said. I just feel like there's additional components, right? So I don't just feel like it's Ronda and Ronda. Like, people, like, to me, the main event, of WrestleMania. I don't I, I don't think you put Ronda Rousey in it just because it's Ronda Rousey. You have to remember Becky Lynch was red hot. Red hot. I mean like the hottest that anyone's been in maybe the last decade, you could say, right? I agree. And so so what I'm trying to say is uh, let's say Becky wasn't red hot. You don't just go Ronda and Charlotte's the main event. I don't think that would have happened. But that's what they were going to do. They, they, they were going to do Were that. they? Were they, though? I, I believe from the moment... I was there live in Philadelphia when she debuted at the Royal Rumble. And I, legitimately, I still have friends and people that were in that building that I said, we just saw a future <laughs> WrestleMania made of better. I literally made my friend, he was a great uh, artist, made, make a picture. Maybe I'll, I'll have the picture next time we're on the show to Together of a sign that we made and we did it for the Raw after WrestleMania 30, 34 that we were 364 days from Ronda Mania 1 that she was going to main event WrestleMania 35. I called that the, the day of WrestleMania that she was going to do it and that was the plan the whole time. Becky Lynch catching fire was kind of an accidental thing for WWE. It was something that they never intended on. They wanted to turn Becky heel and she just caught fire as a baby face and it caught fire at the same time that, you know, Ronda was building up momentum and it made Ronda into the heel, but it worked better for everybody in the long run because it gave it gave Becky Lynch Becky Lynch a platform to become the top star in, in much. I think without Charlotte and Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch is not considered the top Hot star in WWE in 2019. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, I don't know. I think Becky was getting hot without Ronda. Like, she was hot without Ronda. The, the, the first time they really had that interaction was when she got injured, right? Like, Becky, they were going to meet at uh, Survivor Series. Yeah. And Becky puts it, which was, this is hella cool, by the way, as I'm, like, this episode of Raw was, the end of it was lit as anything. Like, uh, Becky's got her in the disarmor backstage. Ronda's tapping like a mad. Like, it was, it was awesome. That was the first, like, thing that they had. But then, obviously, what everyone remembers is Becky in the bloody face after Nijax yeah. in the ring. And obviously we didn't get any more Rousey, Lynch. The match gets delayed. But remember, like what I'm saying is Becky was hot before that interaction with Ronda. I, I just think that it went to another level because Becky in the Charlotte feud, she was hot on a wrestling level. But remember, people just want to remember the go-home show to Survivor Series. Weeks before, when uh, after Re- Evolution, that it seemed that we were getting Ronda versus Becky at Survivor Series. Remember... Mm-hmm. TMZ, ESPN, what were they all covering? A Twitter war between Becky Lynch <laughs> and Ronda Rousey when Becky Lynch was the first WWE superstar to mention that Ronda was at home for over a year crying after she lost I- inside the octagon. That created a whole different buzz. That changed how, how the fans looked at Ronda Rousey. That really started the uproar of Ronda being the top heel in, in the industry, which I feel like we were robbed of a, of a longer run that they should have just pulled the trigger as soon as the fans turned on her but it was it, that's when Becky Lynch's name started getting mentioned in the mainstream with places like we said like those outlets TMZ ESPN I feel like that took Becky to another level I think the Charlotte feud made her hot on the wrestling level with the hardcore fans wanting her to win but I think that the Ronda the Twitter war then their feud up until Survivor Series that took her to a level where she was undeniable and that we they were like yeah she can main event WrestleMania Mm, I again, I stand by the point. Becky was hot, right? Again, like, so I'm agreeing with what you're saying. She was hot anyway, and then you add that to and all. What I'm saying is, when we got, it was almost the best thing that could have happened when you didn't get the Survivor Series match between Becky yeah. and Ronda, because from there it was like everyone was like, this could literally 
not just be at WrestleMania. This is the first time people like this could main event WrestleMania. Yeah. And then Charlotte's kind of crowbarred in there. All right, she might have already been in there anyway in the eyes of those beforehand. But storyline-wise, for sure, she's crowbarred in there. Vince just walks out and goes, oh, yeah, and, uh, and Charlotte's in. That's that is literally what happened. He went, uh, yeah, anyway, Charlotte is in this match. And uh, I've never yeah. laughed that much at Vince McMahon, but that was like, I'm sorry. I saw it coming a mile away. As soon as he said Charlotte Flair, I literally could not stop <laughs> laughing. Like I was just like, this is hilarious. Yeah, man. Like, it, I, I just think it was a great cocktail. But my, my argument to all of that is that I don't think, um, well, I guess it's not my argument. It's just my viewpoint. I don't think like Ronda Rousey, like single-handedly, did anything. I just feel like she lifted up everyone around her. Does that make sense? Like her star power. Um, but I think equally you could make the argument that during her title runs for sure. And this is fair because to say like Ronda Rousey was a polished worker, like it was, it's almost impossible. It was her first year in the business. Right. Um, but yeah. as everyone has said, man, she caught on quicker than almost anyone. Uh, you know, Kurt Angle himself, I think has, has said this and she did do great stuff, but I do think there's a lot of women to thank along that trail that helped her and made her in that thing. And I think that kind of, that's the two, um, when you get people on Twitter that are like pro or anti Rousey, I think they kind of can't see the two sides and how they actually met to create something magical. Do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm trying to say here? Like I, I feel like it took both sides to make something that ended up being an, an, a historic year for women's wrestling but at the end of the day, if you don't throw Rousey in that mix, the point you made is the right point. At that time, we don't get what we got. Fair? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the the best way to kind of say say it with just the facts, without the emotions going into play. Yes, I am one of those people that feels like like Ronda Rousey was like Michael Jordan with the Chicago Bulls uh, dynasty in 2018 through 19. She she may have not been the sole reason for us getting to where we got to, but she was the number one reason. She was the MVP, in my opinion. But, you know, Becky Lynch is a great Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, one of the top 50 greatest players of all time. So, it's all it all it's all a whole team that kind of got us to where we needed to get to. Yeah, I feel um, you know, I would like to see Ron. I mean, she will come back, obviously. Um, the contract's still there, still live. It's a matter of time. We've seen her training. I'd like to see it at the rumble and then get us into mania. I'd like to see it. Um it, what, I mean, what, really for me though, all there is is well, not all there is, there's a lot you can do. But I mean, the one thing I think of when I think of Ronda Rousey is Becky Lynch. I want that one-on-one that we never really got. Um, and I feel like that is the biggest money match in professional wrestling for women. That is, there is no bigger match at all. The same way you can make the argument for maybe Reigns and Rock. There isn't a bigger match. And for me, for Rousey to come back, I don't really want to see her come back and I won't be against it. But, like, I want her to come back and that's the match straight away. Like, yeah. make it. I don't want to kind of have them both doing anything. I want the luster to be there, the shine. Give me Rousey and Lynch. And I don't know how long Rousey wants to hang around in the wrestling business. Uh, not that long, you know, I would imagine. But I've got two points to make here. But on this point, I, I think it would be great for Lynch to tap out Rousey whenever it's Rousey's last match. That's my thing. On the on the way out for Rousey, it would be great 
for Lynch to finally get that. Like, I actually wouldn't mind Rousey winning when Lynch and her meet next. And then you've kind of got the, hmm, it's one all. And then let it play out, let it play out. Second point, people, and this is, but this is, this bugs me with Twitter. People are like, Conor McGregor is washed because he got beaten by Dustin Poirier, who, by the way, is one of the absolute best fighters in the world at his weight, has been for a long time. Anybody can get sparked in UFC. And people are like, Conor McGregor is washed. Um, okay. Like, what? Uh, and then I, I saw pe- people were asking me, right? Like, oh, do you think he'll go to WWE now? As if that's what you do when you get washed in UFC. And I was like, um, well, no, like probably one day because he's a big star, WWE, money. That's the cocktail. That's how it generally works. Yeah. Um, I was like, probably not now. He's not just going to lose and go now. But what I, the point I'm making here is McGregor and his luster, people kind of worry about that. But the way Rousey finished her UFC career was about as humbling from the height that she was at. And and for anyone who doesn't follow UFC, it's very hard for me to articulate exactly how high she was at her peak. Like I'm talking the biggest draws in UFC history is like McGregor and Rousey is like in that discussion in the bracket below. Uh, She changed the game completely. But those last two losses were like humbling, properly humbling. Um, And yet by the time she made it over to WWE, you wouldn't you didn't feel that right she felt huge and i love that she still has that that draw and that appeal man so what i'm saying is and what i'm asking to you is mcgregor's is a much smaller man than your typical wwe superstar which makes it a different kind of ball game but i don't think him losing is a problem it certainly wasn't for ronda rousey was it no i i think that if you leave enough time before you come into wwe like no matter how much we say we want Vince to respect our intelligence as a viewer, WWE viewers overall have a low attention span and they forget things like that person that you didn't care about gets injured. He comes back at the Royal rumble. You're popping like he's stone cold, Steve Austin. It happens every year. And I just think that Conor McGregor taking six months to a year off, and coming into WWE, he would feel as big as uh, as Ronda Rousey felt. But I know Conor McGregor, the person, and it seems that you know his his number one thing is making money. So why, if the highest paid guy in WWE right now is getting five million for a year, let's say, or probably Brock is getting more than that. he's getting paid like ten million for like three, four dates out of the year. I think I think Brock took home 12 um, last year or the year before. But that's that's like documented. Who knows what it really was? Exactly. That's not including everything. But that's for three, four dates. He can make 10 times that much with one boxing fight. Yeah. He, 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 I don't, I, I would not get that decision by Conor McGregor because he proved it in the middle of his prime as an MMA fighter. He proved that he is that much of a draw that he can go into a sport that he never competitively been in and, and put up one of the biggest <laughs> box office draws in history. So why mm. is he coming to WWE at a time that, yes, they just made $1 billion from Peacock, 
but to the overall like mainstream as far as like ratings, as far as buy rates, maybe the subscriptions is a difference. You're getting a lot more subscribers from the Peacock end on the WWE Network end, but there's no fans in the building. So I don't understand the return for Conor McGregor. It's maybe it's he's a WWE fan. And he wants to make us happy. But no, I don't see it. I see him going for the bigger payday, and the bigger payday, if he's out of MMA, is having one or two more boxing fights, in my opinion. Yeah, the only the, my thing was maybe when he's like out of his prime, and it's easy, and like you know he doesn't he doesn't want to fight anymore. Like maybe, um, you know, Ronda Rousey was like a rare thing because she she could have fought, she might have even fought her way back to where she was. I mean, Amanda Nunes is a tall prospect, but. She might have, is the point. She could yeah. have. Because um, she left the game at, what, like 30? Mm-hmm. And you have to think, you know, that is pretty much banging your physical prime. But also she had a long life, uh, a lifelong uh, obsession with wrestling. So it's very different. She wanted to give it a try and all the stars aligned. Um, McGregor as well, like, it would be... The Mayweather Big Show thing kind of worked with a... David versus Goliath, and then they set the angle on fire with the very real broken nose. Very hard to kind of duplicate that because McGregor is five foot nine for real. Like he's not a big guy. He's well, he just fought 155 pounds, which is allegedly, I know not all the 205 live are, you know, some of them are much higher and some of them are much lower. He, he would basically be a small 205 live guy. So these are things you actually have to think about, like how you would parlay all of that and what the money would actually get you. Um, but as you just said, McGregor, man, he, this, I, I believe Poirier too, this is what Dana said at the press conference is the third highest grossing pay-per-view UFC have ever had, which for a fight that really had no steam on it, other than the fact that McGregor was in it is mental, right? Um, I think eight of the top 11 bought UFC pay-per-views of all time are Conor McGregor cards, which is again, Insane. The only three in that are Masvidal Usman, Lesnar Carwin, um, and I believe Rousey and Nunes. Maybe. There's a, a Rousey card is in there. Anyway, um, mental. That just shows you really the effect he's had on that business. Anyway, we've kind of gone off on a tangent. Back to Ronda. Um, she is obviously important. Uh, I, I think the sentiment from Charlotte maybe be saying, no, we don't need her. I think is maybe like a professional loyalty to those that do it day in, day out, perhaps. Do you think that's more to do with that than the star power itself? Yeah, because they don't need Ronda Rousey to, you know, perform well in the ring because Charlotte Flair can have a good to great match with anybody in the business. Sasha Banks is growing and growing as a mainstream star. Bailey really just had the the best year of her career. Career, yeah. And she's still really young. And, you know, Asuka is in the prime of her career. They got other ladies, you know, trickled down there. But as far as positioning the women's division and where the women's division is positioned in the grand scheme of the WWE, it's never been higher than when Ronda Rousey was on top. That's when that's when the WWE, the WWE and Visick Man valued women's wrestling more than ever before. And I, I made the argument numerous times in 2019 that Ronda was the biggest star. I mean, no, 2018. Ronda was the biggest star because Roman was still dealing with the whole fan interaction and how they responded to him. Brock wasn't there all the time. So 
the fact that you had that big of a mainstream star in Ronda Rousey and she's there almost every week. She's the she's the top star. She's the top draw. And, you know, this is very, very uh, accurate after this past week. She gave Nia Jax two of her greatest matches ever. And I think that alone should make people value Ronda Rousey to the two greatest Nia Jax matches of all time. Let me interject there. I spoke to Nia Jax. So I, I want to get your feelings on this. Uh, I, when was it? Maybe it was like middle of last year, something like that. And do you remember when they did like, it was the, when lockdown first died and there was like a big zoom call and they with Paige, Nia. Uh, I can't even remember everyone that was on it. I think Mandy might've been there. There was like five, six of them. Zelina Vega, I think was there too. And it was just like them chatting about stuff. And, and Nia Jax very thinly veiled essentially said that she, Nia Jax complained <laughs> to WWE management that Rousey was too rough with Alexa Bliss. Right. So obviously when I interviewed her, I was like, for real? Like, did you do that? And, and, and was it like, were you talking about Ronda Rousey? And she was like, yes, yes, I was. She confirmed it. I didn't follow up that question, um, but <laughs> I just let it lie. I was like, okay. So Nia Jax, I'm just letting that breathe for everyone listening. Nia Jax complained to WWE management about Ronda Rousey. Now, it's worth noting that Alexa Bliss did get a concussion working with Rousey, but there's multiple reasons as to why that may have happened, and we all know the, the business, right? But isn't that something? <laughs> like, the audacity of Nia Jax. You're, you're making me choke up here. Nia <laughs> Jax. Nia Jax that almost split poor Kyrie Sane's head open said that complained to management that, that Ronda Rousey was too rough with Alexa Bliss. Wow. I, I, I think I think that's like that puts a bow on this whole conversation, right? Yeah. There. I, I need, I need... Where, where do we go from there? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, man. Let's get to some ultra chats uh, since we've agreed that Ronda Rousey is indeed needed by WWE. Uh, TJ Adam. Hey, man. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm bringing up a sore su subject. Using the full current Raw roster, book a three-hour show. Come on, man. I've got work tomorrow. What do you want me to do? Um, you can't use the same person twice. It can't be that hard, can it? Or are the writers failing? the talent they have. SP3 for Kuzelmania, hashtag, hashtag, welcome back, Alex. Well, TJ, I, I appreciate very much the sentiment of your message. I cannot sit here and book a full three-hour roar. Can you do it without using people twice, though? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't see there's a reason why you need to have a match and then a gauntlet match or a match and then a handicap match. I don't, you know, there's tons of people you could be doing more stuff with. Um, Retribution for one. Okay, I love in the angle of Ali, but you could have the other members doing things. Ricochet could have a 15 minute match on Raw, a full seg, give that man one, two segs. Uh, you know, we had Drew, we had Goldberg, uh, we've got 
yeah, sorry, Xavier Woods, of course, is in there. Like when you look at the raw roster, there's a lot going on. I can't sit here and say I would have done this or done that because I don't actually know who is and who isn't sick. Do you know what I mean? There could yeah. be people that have reasons why they're not on the show at the moment. So it's very hard. Like, why was Keith Lee not there this week? If somebody, if the news got back to me, they're like, just had nothing for Keith Lee this week, then I'd be like, what in God's green earth is wrong with you? Of course, there should be a segment or two or three for Keith Lee, um, especially when he's one of the top guys in the in the in the conversation for the Rumble. But he should, if he isn't, he should be right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you've got Andrade who's kind of looking to make his return from eye surgery. He's another guy who should be focused. You've got Alistair Black who's sitting on the sideline doing nothing and on SmackDown who. I'm sure they could conjure up a story that worked him to Raw. Uh, there is a million, not a million, there are a lot of different pieces to the puzzle on Raw, and there's a lot of different people that don't get used. But you have to remember, WWE is a very, very, very strange workplace. It's not like anything any of us work at. It's very, very strange. Uh, SV3, without getting you to book that, um, I'm, I'm going to assume you echo such sentiments. Yeah, I was just going to do my verse, my best Visic Man impersonation, looking over what uh, Alice just suggested. <laughs> it's 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 seven forty-five. Come up with something different. Um, yeah, so that's the issue. I, I'm pretty sure that everyone on the Raw creative team come up with a pretty good three-hour uh, shows sometimes at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And then this crazy man comes off a plane and it's just, it is just, no, ripped it up. Try something else. Try something new. But like you said, there's numerous talents. I would watch that shit, by the way. <laughs> three one-hour Iron Man matches. I would. I'd yes. watch it. I would. I, I definitely would myself. But like you said, there's so much talent backstage that aren't being used. Uh, I know one that isn't sick that hasn't been used in weeks, Nikki Cross. And I, I, it's great that it's produced some really good promos on social media. But I'm sorry, that doesn't draw. They put one of those really good promos that she put on social media on the actual television show. You, you got through two or three minutes of your three-hour show. It's like... Come on, give us something. The Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss storyline, there was so much meat left on that bone. And they just did one match and this was like, okay, move her on. Put her in the Randy Orton feud now. Let's let's move through this. And it just seems that if you're not Drew McIntyre and you're not Randy Orton, you don't get booked consistently in prime positions. That's mm. what it seems like on the Raw roster. That's and almost, that's that's almost always been the way. It's almost always been the way, which is a major problem in itself. You know, I will say, like this week, they were like, Charlotte Flair, Shayna Baszler, first time ever. Now, listen, I have great interest in watching a match between them two, right? But I knew, even before what transpired, I was not going to get Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler. And that is inherently a problem with WWE. You don't you don't ever get that in AEW. I'm not I hate to be that guy kind of but you don't, right? Uh, same thing as um they advertised Oscar and Shayna Baszler. You remember this last year? Yep. And everyone was like, wow, gonna give that away on Raw. Cause it's like again, the the history that's attached to that and what you could do with those two, like that could main event a Raw, that could be a huge pay-per-view match. Same with Shayna and Charlotte. These are first time matches, there's a lot of pedigree. You could you could make the story work with NXT title run, all of that good stuff, right? P particularly Oscar Shayna, I feel this way about. 
last year. And it was like somebody went, are you sure you want to give that away? And then like two days later, they were like, shit, yeah, actually, that's a pretty big match. Oh, uh, Oscar has a, a wrist injury. Does she? Uh, yeah. Is she out of uh, the elimination chamber on Sunday? No. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, okay, what's going on? Oh, never mind. Like they, they just don't actually realize what they can do and what they can build to with some of the talent they have. And the reason I honestly think that is because they think week to week. That is the issue. Like they don't have it mapped out going like, unless like you said, uh, the top titles or whatever, they've got some storylines in place. Otherwise people are just filling spaces and puzzles as they go. And I think, you know, you know, Vince, I think it's even been said itself. Like Vince literally pivoted to Goldberg um, because he looked at who was going to be at the Rumble and he was like, oh, I don't think anyone's ready, which I think is an insane thing to say when you book a show. Like you, that, you are the person. To, never mind. Um, let's move along to the yeah, old You're so you're so right. Like you, <laughs> you, you're hitting it right the nail on the coffin, the nail on the head. Because look at the person who was the perfect person to verse Drew at Royal Rumble before this whole Goldberg thing uh, got out of hand. Who was the guy who versed them at TLC? Who was the guy that got screwed out of his one-on-one title match? And who was the guy who's been versing every jobber, janitor, and ricocheted on the roster ever since that match at TLC? AJ Styles. Like, AJ Styles booking since TLC to Raw Rumble is an indictment on the whole Raw creative team. It's just the gatekeeper of the Rumble for some reason. Like, it's AJ Styles! There's a million things you can do. Um... I, yeah, I just run it back. Like, if there's no big plans for AJ in the Rumble, like, I mean, I obviously I hope that there is some. I, I mean, he wants Triple H. We know that. I would like to see that. Um, but there's no reason you couldn't put him in that spot. I even made the case yesterday to put Ricochet in the spot. You know, you could do the story from last year and how he helped him get Brock out, and um, you just know the match would be great. But I think Vince thinks. Who do people want to tune in for? People want Goldberg. I don't know where he gets these wavelengths from. Certainly not from me. Um, I would much prefer to watch Ricochet and Drew tear the house down for 15, 20 minutes than, than whatever the hell is going to transpire on Sunday. Um, Bo Hill! Hey, man! How you doing? He says, who do you think should be the final four for both the men and the women's rumbles? Do you have a dark horse winner? I mean, I could I could make a dark horse winner for you. I don't think I I have one. I said this the other day on my radio show. I feel like this is the, not the first ever, but this is one of the best years that I can remember that the Rumble has so many multiple winners you could pick and they would all work. Yeah. There are, there are like four or five people, men and women, that I look at the winner, I go, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd like that. The, normally it's like, uh, I'll give you the example, when Rollins won to go on and face Lesnar, Rollins felt really hot coming into that and I thought probably Rollins you know what I mean like but this time I think hmm there's like a load of different directions going it could be Big E he could win it a lot of people going it's too soon I don't don't think it is I'd I'd be behind it right Um, Lesnar could come back and win it that's a very conceivable thing Daniel Bryan could win it okay Uh, I'm thinking outlandishly here Cesaro has been treated really well the past few weeks could win it and people would get behind him. Uh, there are a lot of different ways. And the same for the women. I've been saying this for a while. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, 
They should be your bread and butter. Those two have got yeah. to be in the conversation. Alexa Bliss, I know, is lurking around that scene at the moment. I don't think she needs it, but she's lurking around that scene. Um, I said, Sonia Deville, use your position in the management to get into that rumble, make a good run at it. There are so many things they can do. They will have to try really hard to mess it up, <laughs> frankly. If I come away disappointed on Sunday, I'm going to think, how have they done that? Because there are so many... Great matches awaiting them. Belair, Banks, a lot of people, again, similar to Big E, are going, maybe wait a year. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I I think Belair's looking great right now. Why not? Pull the trigger. Um, I Personally, I have a feeling Bailey will win it. I have a feeling. I have a feeling Bailey will win it, and it will be her and Banks at Mania. I... I I just feel that. Um, I could be wrong. Hopefully, it's it's a launch pad for Belair, and there's a story in there with Bailey and Belair and Banks. But I feel like Bailey will. And for the men, I want Big E. My heart wants Big E like a lot. I want Apollo Cruz to take the title from Big E. And obviously, there's the connection there where Roman has kind of been giving him some guidance under the learning tree. Big E then clashes heads with Roman, and and that's how you get there. That's a story. Um, so I want Big E. I would be happy with Daniel Bryan. It would cap off a wonderful career. And he would do the favours to Roman at Mania too. Um, I won't say any more. SB3, what about you? So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely right on one thing. This is the, the first Royal Rumble in years that multiple people work for either, either match. Like yeah. 2018... You know, fans wanted Nakamura, but we thought Roman would win. 2019, yeah, it was all for, like, kind of Seth. 2020, it was either Drew or Roman. This year, there's, like, four or five guys who could potentially win this one. I, I said it with uh, Louie a couple of weeks ago that I'm I'm with you. My heart is saying Big E, but my mind, my head is just saying Daniel Bryan. Because- my body! <laughs> my body! <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> I, I did not think the way, the way you said it. Uh, oh my god but yes <laughs> my, my mind's my, telling me biggie <laughs> but my body's telling me yes 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 Oh my god, that uh, might have broke both of us, but yes, Danny O'Brien, <laughs> Danny O'Brien, because WWE loves doing moments I'm seven hot. years later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually made me hot. Oh, <laughs> and, Jesus. And, and I think the wild card for the men's Royal Rumble is Edge. Because I think there's got to be a reason why they made this announcement ahead of time. Yes, it's to get eyes on the Royal Rumble, but it could also to give us something new. Randy doesn't have his things finished up with The Fiend, so he can definitely verse The Fiend at WrestleMania, and we can get Edge versus Drew at at, uh, WrestleMania for the WWE title, with the story being that Edge never lost the title in the first place, and that's the lineage that that title is now a part of. Yeah, and exactly, you make a very good point because that's what he said in his promo, coming back for what I never Like, there was no mention of Randy Orton, and I think yeah. we all expected that to be the trilogy. And maybe they'll pick that up again at some point. But the idea of Edge and Drew, having only just really dawned on me, 
is very exciting. Um, I, do you know what? I saw as well the other day that people think um, that Goldberg and Cena might be the direction at Mania. Um, not, I mean, I, so full transparency, this is going to shock everyone. The, the, the first premise of Goldberg and Undertaker, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I was kind of intrigued. Like, you know, what are they going to do? Obviously, Undertaker so well protected and Goldberg so limited. I was like, well, what are they going to do? We know how that turned out. But uh, so I have the same worries for Cena. Um, but at the same time, it is kind of intriguing. Uh, but I do think Cena would just do the job for him. Yeah, I mean, I I think the the build up would be interesting because Cena, if he has time, Cena would ice him on the microphone. Cena, Cold. if he has time, especially like the last four or five years, Cena's just been on the money when it comes to promos, and I think that him, the hardest working guy in WWE history, versus the not so hardest working guy. In Imagine the, the marketing. <laughs> in the history of professional wrestling like that's just that just writes itself with awesome cena promos up and down uh up until uh wrestlemania for the women's royal rumble i'm gonna stay pat i've been saying my mind and my body and my heart have all been saying bianca belair so i think it is her time i watched the chronicles that was great in kind of telling her, telling a little bit more about herself, adding layers to, you know, the character that really hasn't been fleshed out on the main roster. But I think that, you know, putting that together right at the one week mark ahead of the Royal Rumble, there's a reason for it. Lana got her big win at Survivor Series one week after her Chronicles came out. And I think Bianca Belair is the next up. Jesus Christ, by the way, crime in your area is high. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can hear. I hope you and the girls are, are you and the sorry the girls, you and the, the kids are safe. We're sorry. Safe. We are your, safe. Your, your your Instagram, by the way, is a, a literally <laughs> of cuteness. Incredible. Uh if if I'm a man. I know I'm aging when I'm like, that kid's cute. Um, I'm going to give you, though, a virtual high five right now, SP3. Can this, uh, it has to, which way does it go? That way. Go on. Can you do that? There it is. Because we are on the same team. Big E and Bianca Blair. That is the Wednesday night wrestling dailies picks. Uh, I, I totally agree. Let's move along to Matty. Hey, Alex and SP3. Hope you enjoy the show. I'm at my grand's. She's in my bubble. Good on you, my sir. So I'll catch it later. I wanted to ask if you'd seen the WrestleVotes tweet about plans for the Rumble. I'm genuinely scared. Um, yes, I have seen the tweet and uh, I don't, I'm going to have to get it up to recite it word for word. But essentially he's saying that they are considering uh, something that's essentially like terrifying, aren't they? And uh, so here it is. Sorry for the lack of detail. But still noteworthy, in my opinion, had a brief conversation earlier with a source regarding the men's Royal Rumble match. He said, quote, there's a finish that scares the death out of me and it's legitimately getting heavy consideration. Yikes. Um, man, that's vague. Uh, don't even, just, I don't think you can quantify that as a report as such as a hyperbole. But um, yeah, Goldberg loses to Drew, comes out, wins, faces Roman. Something terrible. Yeah, I mean, the, the ones that could be described as terrible, either or, uh, women's, is Charlotte Flair. 
oh. uh, w- winning winning back to back that that just would not get a good reaction on social media. And even though I'm the president of our fan club, I think Ronda Rousey coming in at number thirty and winning the Royal Rumble would be huge for WWE financially and ratings wise. But the fans and the fan reaction, oh, they're gonna tear that apart. And they're gonna be like, she just comes back to to get a spot at Wrestle to get a main event spot at WrestleMania. But so I can see that uh Goldberg winning the the uh Royal Rumble or Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble is probably the ones that would get that reaction for the men's side. Yeah, yeah. Nuclear heat on display there. Uh Wrestle Scope you guys know that anything planned for Rumble right now will be completely changed after WWE backstage on Saturday. Vince will wait for reactions and change it all. I mean, Vince changes everything anyway, so you're probably right. Uh, we know that they are announcing, I believe, the 30th for the men and one and two for the women. Um, so we're going to get a, a picture of what WWE are planning. But um, I I don't – I mean, I, I do believe that Vince probably knows who's winning both now – I don't think he probably knew a month ago. So it tells you, I don't know what WWE are really thinking, but uh, does anyone? <laughs> Do they? I don't know. Uh, TJ Adam is back again. He says, thanks for the RIP, uh, the rip-up, SB3. I thought he said RIP for a second. How does this sound? Jey Uso takes the IC title off Apollo to get favour with Roman. Biggie challenges at Fastlane. Jimmy help returns to help Roman at the Rumble versus Kevin Owens. Thoughts? Um, uh, Jimmy is, yeah, he'll be in the picture sooner or later. He's meant to be returning. Uh, Jay told me that um, mm. around the summer last year. Jay told me that uh, that Jimmy was due back about January, the first quarter. So I can't wait for that. Like the full ensemble of the bloodline. I'm down. Um, I mean, I'm, you want Jay Uso to take off the IC title off Apollo? I'm assuming you mean Big E. I don't know. Or do you mean Apollo wins it, then Jay takes it off him? Big E challenges at Fastlane? I don't know. Uh, either way, as we said earlier, didn't we, SP3? We would like, or I could see it, that they've planted the seeds with Apollo being under Roman's wing, right? Getting some counselling and Heyman's advice. I could see that being how he overcomes Big E and then Big E locking eyes on the bloodline. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I want Big E to win the Royal Rumble. So if that's the way to get there, I'm all for it. But I've been liking what they've been getting out of Apollo Crews over the last couple of weeks, whether it be on Talking Smack or Smack, more Talking Smack than SmackDown. Because other than the 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 segment backstage with Roman and Apollo, they haven't really followed up on it like I think they could have. But mm. the, the promo segment with the debate between Big E and Apollo Crews on Talking Smack this week with Heyman kind of getting into Apollo's head with the masterfully <laughs> masterfully needled, didn't he? With the with the perfect smirk at the end, it was just I was just like. This is this is getting somewhere. I'm in, more interested in this intercontinental title feud than I was since like the latter match at Clash of Champions, and that was a while ago now. Wow, yeah, that's a very good point. Wow, what a match that was, though. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple more here. Chris Petru just wanted to say hello to my boys, Alex and SB3. We got you, Chris, over here. Uh, it's always a wonderful time to listen and engage with you both. Wrestling Daily is always an awesome show. Hashtag. SB3 for Quizzlemania, hashtag Wrestling Daily for Life. Full, 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 full life, apparently. Um, yeah, well, you'll be delighted to know them that we're moving to our own channel. Isn't that a great thing? We've got our own home. 
Um, thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, Mark Malo, almost one word, uh, as stopped by to said, I've been a wrestling fan for about 40 years. I simply cannot afford more for a donation right now, though. Sorry. I mean, Mark, yeah, got, what do you mean? What do you mean you're sorry? We're, we're grateful for anything. My friend, exactly. your, your support is always appreciated here on Wrestling Daily. I'm going to finish the stream at five past. Anyone has any questions specifically for SB3 because he's the co-host of the night, but I'll open it up to both. Get them in now. You don't have to pay. Just get them into the live chat. I will get them on to SB3 and we will start talking some wrestling. Um, but before we do that, both world champions to retain on Sunday SP3. Oh man. So I think I think the, the folks watching probably know this already, but you haven't because this is our first time together. Hey, hey, hey what's going hey, on? Mark. Welcome your first time, brother. Welcome, welcome. So this is his first time finding out this as well. This Sunday at the Royal Rumble, Bill Goldberg will defeat. Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship <laughs> to set up Drew versus Roman. I mean, Drew versus Goldberg too at WrestleMania 37 because this man wants Drew McIntyre winning the WWE Championship in front of actual fans. That is why. You, you, come on, come on, come on. And for anyone who's disagreeing with me, you know it's true. You just don't want to say it. I have the guts to say it. And, and my good Twitter friend, Adam Blompier, if you watched the predictions today, he agreed with me. He also predicted the same thing. We're, we're here. We're here. We understand. You fooled me once. Okay. You fooled me twice. I should have been smarter that second time. You're not going to fool me three times. Kevin Owens, The Fiend, The Shriek continues on Sunday. Drew McIntyre, 3-0 and for Bill Goldberg, getting shots at the heavyweight championship. Are you done? I only kept going because you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what's scary is that I said this with Louis yesterday. I am terrified because I knew he was going to beat Kevin Owens. Okay, we all knew that was going to happen. Yeah, we knew what was. We knew where that was going. I honestly, and I like to think of myself as a perceptive, relatively smart wrestling fan, thought, "No way will they beat the Fiend. No way would they be that stupid. He's the hottest character they've had in forever. No way is Goldberg going to rock up and beat him in like two minutes because he can't do anything else. That's what happened." I DM'd Drew the other day. We were actually talking about UFC. And then I just said, by the way, I don't want to have to block you if you lose to Goldberg. <laughs> like, I, we, like, put your foot down, Drew. I don't want to have to see this. Um, he says he won't, but who knows? He's kayfabing me. He does that. Um, man, I, that's, the, the reason I hate what you just said so much is because I know it might happen. And I'm very... Very worried about it. Anyway, there's a ton of people who have got um, uh, some questions in here. I want to go back to Uptown Avondale. He had one, but people are relishing my uh, loss of anything. Uh, SP3, how good was Brody Jr. on commentary? That clip is so good. This kid just gets professional wrestling. He gets professional wrestling more than people that are on WWE, AEW, New Japan, like 
when it comes to him talking on the mic, whether he's on commentary, whatever he does, he just nails it. And this was another example. He made it and the commentary is like the number one thing to watch uh, AEW Dynamite, uh, AEW Dark for because Taz and Excalibur have so made good. a great team. But adding Brody Lee, that was the cherry on top. This was great. <laughs> Shut- Shut up, Excalibur! Like, and Taz, Taz losing his mind to what Brody Jr. was doing was just so good. Uh, we're gonna—I'm gonna roll this to ten bars, by the way, because we took so long on Goldberg. Um, Faith or Bar is Roman Reigns the biggest star in professional wrestling? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right now, yeah, he—he's number one. Uh, Kenny Omega's nipping at his heels, but Roman Reigns is number one right now. Like, I, like I think that'd be more of a discussion if Kenny was like. Uh, not in WWE because that wouldn't make sense. But do you know what I mean? Like the platform, I think, plays into whether you how big a star you are because of how many people see you and stuff. So it's not like saying I'm not sitting here saying Roman is better than Kenny. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But is he the biggest star right now? Yeah, yeah. I think I I think he is to be honest. Um, yeah. let's see what else we got going on here. Uh, S- oh yeah, here we go. SB3, what's your favorite indie wrestling organization? Now that's a good question to a man that has seen every wrestling match ever transpired. So <laughs> SB3, talk to us. Uh, my two favorites right now, well, three favorites actually. Um, <laughs> of course, of course, War- Warrior Wrestling out of Chicago. They're like 2002. 2000 through 2004 ring of honor we have like the best independent wrestlers the best wrestlers all around go through there uh freelance wrestling in chicago which is like the hub that kind of have created some of the like the top young stars when it comes to like ethan page kylie ray uh elena black who just got signed by nxt came from there and mission pro wrestling as I said on our year-end awards, one of the main reasons why Thunder Rosa was your 2020 Women's Wrestler of the Year because she is sowing the seeds for the future of women's professional wrestling with Mission Pro Wrestling. All women throughout the entire card, ring announcers, everything she's doing. And she's kind of like raising the profile of all these indie indie gals from Lacey Ryan, who just got signed by, a, uh, by uh, NXT, to girls on AEW Dark like Vert Vixen and Maddie uh, Renkowski. So Mission Pro Wrestling, you guys should definitely check it out. February 6th, their next show on Title Match Network. And it's very commendable what Thunder Rosa is doing, but I won't let you goad me into that conversation (laughs) again. I won't. Because I'll go. I will go. Uh, Bacon Rasha says, Ali wins the Rumble with retribution help. Thoughts, SB3. And Alex, too. Oh, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag good eggs. Uh, Man, I I want nothing but great things to happen for Ali. But I think he's destined for a date with Kofi at WrestleMania in a singles. And I am here for that. Because I do think um, that is just, just awesome, the way that story is playing out. If he was to win the Rumble, I wouldn't hate it. Um, and it would be kind of nicely poetic because of the 35 year and all that stuff, but uh, I don't really see it. Uh, I am part though for Ali Kofi. What about you, Truhi? He's been cutting great promos on uh Kofi as of late, but I don't, yeah, I don't see him winning the Raw Rumble. I think in a perfect world, if you were going to put the Raw tag team titles on the Hurt Business just for them to be another fighting tag team partners. They had no business even taking the titles off in a new day. The story should have been New Day versus Retribution for WrestleMania for the Raw tag team titles. And that's the big win for Retribution. 
Uh, <laughs> I like this one. Chris Petru, SB3, did you enjoy Ronda in the Entourage film? Let me stipulate before I let him answer. I am a huge Entourage fan. That's so just, am I. That, that show is like the go the hot like 30 minutes of just rich goodness Vinny Chase slinging it around it is fantastic <laughs> um Ronda Rousey uh, I, I can't repeat the line because uh Jenna will, will kill me for swearing again but what she says to Turtle is great in the film she was awesome I think that was her best acting role uh yes. because she got to play herself and she was very natural in the role I love the entourage movie I'm actually going back now and watching entourage from season one because I just want to get everything down I'm going to give you a question before we get to the next one who's your favorite entourage character oh come on yeah um, put you on the spot it's it's probably Johnny drama but uh yeah, probably. I mean, I, I love Vinny too, though, because who can't love Vinny until, like, cocaine takes him over and <laughs> he's getting beaten up by Eminem. But, um, yeah, Johnny's funny, isn't he? I, I, I was going to say, that was going to be mine if you if you went for the, you know, I think the obvious answer would always be Ari Gold because he's just masterful. He's so good. He's that. so good. Johnny Drama is, is fantastic. But I'm going to go with Billy because season four of Entourage is probably my favorite because Billy just goes off the deep end with the Medellin film. Yeah, people, <laughs> people won't, unless you know that he's basically a director, producer. One yeah, of the yeah, director. Uh, mental. And then he goes clean for a while, and he goes mental again. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. I, I might I might rewatch that shit, for real. Um, Alex, who would you love to see Walter beat, uh, beat Walter for the title? SP3, I'll open up to, uh, up to you as well. Uh, wow. I mean, there's an influx of talent in NXT UK right now with like Rampage, Char Samuels. I know Adam Maxted is coming over, who is like six foot three, chiseled out stone, legit. Um, ben Carr, you, you could tell the Tyler Bates story again. And uh, it's very hard. I don't, I don't really see anyone beating him. I think it might be one of those like, like Oscar. I think, you know? I think Dragonoff is the guy. Dragonoff. He is the guy. Um, he, he's the, he's the guy. He's young enough he he had that classic with him last year, and I think that that type of matchup will get attention for their rematch, where they can make it bigger and make it feel as big as that match felt, and then him winning would probably put it on the same level as that uh, five-star matchup. So I think Dragunov, Ilya Dragunov is the guy that's going to beat Walter. Yeah, if, it, yeah if you're going to do it. If that's the way you beat Valter, then yes, that's how you do it. Pierre says, what way would make a man in the bank relevant again? I'd say give it to Mustafa Ali or Sami Zayn. They would be two very good people to hold it, uh, especially Ali have, holding that kind of power after having the power taken away from him. That would make sense. Um, the man in the bank is easy to make relevant. It's one of the easiest gimmicks WWE have got that they managed to fumble uh, that, you know, this past year was, I can't believe they didn't do another women's money in the bank on free TV after it turned out that that one wasn't actually really the money in the bank at all. It was a title match. So in yeah. theory, we never had the excitement of a, of a female money in the bank contract this year. Um, Otis. Yeah. It was a shock on the night, but I passed that. What did it do? nothing i think it's been fumbled terribly like there, there is a lot of up and coming guys they could have given it to to use it as a launch pad and yeah sammy Zayn is a great example of that again he's always against moral injustice he could kind of be like well now i hold the power and that's the the power of the briefcase needs to be i don't know who the last great money in the bank holder was like rollins was a really good one like he's 
his stock kept going up with the briefcase and it culminated in that magical moment. That's the goal. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right that Rollins was the last one that felt like he was building momentum throughout that whole thing. Even if he took a loss, it was in a big time position like the Raw Rumble 2015. Uh, what way can they make Money in the Bank relevant? Don't do any of the things you've done the last three years. That, that'd be the easiest answer to this question because even with the women's uh, Money in the Bank, we've had, what, three, four years since the first one? We've only gotten one real Money in the Bank holder since then, and that was Carmella. Every yeah. other winner either won the title the next night like Asuka, or they won it that same night, Alexa Bliss. And so we haven't even gotten our real female Money in the Bank holder since Carmella, and we all know how they botched that with the first one. So this, <laughs> the, women's raw, uh, the women's Money in the Bank is in rougher shape than the men's Money in the Bank, but people don't even realize that. So, yeah, there's, there's numerous ways, but one way, just don't do the things you've done the last three years. Yeah, don't, like, don't overthink it and try and make it, like, shocking and surprising and, you know, come on, there's just go back to what it means it's the same thing with king of the ring like that that could be something it used to be great but yeah there you have it anyway uh i feel like this is worth mentioning before we sign off here uh although i do have an ultra chat i need to get to before the end but there you go sb3 is a legend well booty 2k i mean you are still there you go just thought i'd state the obvious you're okay too alex i mean i'll take okay next to the legend i guess I'll, I'll I'll take it from Booty 2K. Like, my mind is like, what does that even entail? Like, <laughs> what does that even look like? A, t- a 2,000 ass. Like, wow. Um, okay, let's get to the last ultra chat from Mark Board. If Naomi is medically cleared, would love to see heal Naomi join the bloodline on SD and come after Sasha. Oh, man. Yeah, I want that. Mm. Uh, to take the title off Sasha so a Rumble winning Bianca could take it off her at Mania and Sasha versus Bailey concludes without a belt at Mania with fans. Mm. You know what? I, I liked all of that. There was... I didn't... I didn't know. If, if that played out, I'd be down. Listen, Naomi Sands hashtag, you could do a lot, lot more with Naomi. There's a lot to be done with her and her athleticism, her appeal. There's no one quite like her in WWE. Like I think in terms of athleticism and like innovative moves in that realm, her and Casey Catanzaro, and I'd say Catanzaro is probably another level from there. They're the only two, really. I can't think of anyone else that can do what they do. So you should do something with that. And yeah, I'd like to see her in the bloodline. Obviously, real life makes sense. Um Sasha and Bailey doesn't actually need a title. You're right. It really doesn't. But uh, I'd be down, SB3. I'm definitely down for that. I I am one of the people that definitely feels like I I favor Naomi as a baby face than as a a heel. But putting her in the bloodline, I think, is the only way that they can make it work. And she just, yeah, and I know it was a hashtag and I know it's probably corny to say now, but yeah, she does deserve better. Like every time she comes out, she looks like a star. Like she has a star type of entrance. They, the, the buzz that she created with her return last year should not be just, you know, scuffed over because she's very talented. She had, she can get mainstream type of buzz. And that's very rare in the WWE nowadays. Like we said, it hasn't been in that same position since Ronda Rousey. And I think Naomi, along with Sasha Banks, of course, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, 
these are the ladies that they need to kind of get that buzz behind, but they just don't focus on it 100% of the time. And Naomi is the worst case of that. I've spoken to Naomi a few times and she is one of the most likable people you could ever imagine. Like she's super nice, like a, a full baby face in my eyes. Like she, yeah. she exudes it on camera as well. And another thing on that, Naomi, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, to a degree Charlotte Flair because the pageantry is based on her father. All of them look amazing like stars, mm-hmm. right? I mean, but Belair even more impressively so because she actually does her own stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think the way they look is so important and they look amazing all the time. Um, I, I could keep going, but we better not. We've gone like 20 minutes over. Um, I really enjoyed the stream, guys. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is one of the best wrestling dailies ever, in my opinion. I've had a ton of fun. SB3, man, thank you so much for joining me. Tell the tell the fine viewers here, they don't just have to wait for you here on Wednesdays. You always are here on Wednesdays, but man, they can catch you every, somewhere else. Tell us where. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. Oh, it's over here. Yeah. At True Hill yeah. Heat. You yeah. can also <laughs> go over to the YouTube channel and subscribe over there. Watch a couple of videos. We got daily content, TV show reviews, as well as podcasts similar to this one. But I, I will say, I have too much fun with Alex. I'm so glad that he, he is back. And this will forever be known as my, my mind is telling me Big E. And my body is telling me yes. <laughs> that is the name. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that on on Twitter. So organic, incredible stuff. Um, <laughs> this is the A Show SB3. Listen, you've had your substitutes in January. The A Show is back. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Tomorrow is Steph Chase, fresh off the Wednesday Night Wars. You know she brings the heat, and those hot takes are incoming. So join us again, 8 p.m. tomorrow. You can catch SB3. Once again, next Wednesday. And until then, we will bid you adieu. See you later. Enjoy the Rumble. And we will talk about it next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 